And yes, the weekend is already going on. Sorry for the late podcast. It's It's been a long week. But yes, Gamers Cafe is all new. And I'm your host, Brett Dicer. So let's get on with what's going on in the gaming, PC gaming industry. Specifically with uh, Overwatch. So Blizzard has come out saying, hey, uh, there's some things you guys are doing that we aren't really happy about. So stop it. But bring a little bit more nuance to it or actually some clarity to it. What they're talking about is custom game servers that allow people to farm without really playing the game. So Blizzard doesn't want that at all. They're saying, hey, stop it guys, or we're gonna drop the band hammer, and you're just not going to like that whatsoever. So they so they come out and say, hey look, uh, if we find you guys, we will ban you, do not do it. Uh, play the game, don't just sit there and do nothing. If you have any servers that say, hey, you, you can be inactive and get experience points, don't, not even for a joke, don't even do it. So that's where we're at. So if you're the ones that are doing it, well, stop, because you will get banned. Blizzard has a zero tolerance policy on that, so be, be aware of that. So you don't get banned, and then you have to buy the new game if you can, and then do all that fun stuff all over again. Anyways, moving on to um, some updates for characters. So, in the beginning uh, of kind of what was going on, it looked like Anna was getting a huge nerf that wasn't really good. Uh, she was they were reducing the biotic rifles um, kind of damage value uh, from 60 um, down from 80, and then uh, doing a whole bunch of different things with it as well. Um, also, her biotic grenade um, was going to be down from 60 damage as well, and then not doing 100 healing as well. It was just, it was not making, it was making a lot of people upset about that. And so they decided to uh, not be so drastic with the tweak and tweak it a little bit. So, you NF fans out there, it's all good. Or Anna mains, I should say. It's all good. You won't have to worry about that because... Uh, that could have been pretty uh, pretty difficult. You know, changes do kind of make you uh, fight differently for each character, especially if it's a huge nerf as well. But on the other, on the other note, there's a few other uh, updates. Zayneta, uh Orb of Discord has been written, uh, uh, reverted, meaning that it will... Um, it cannot target enemies through barriers. Uh, also, the spread of Orb of Destruction has been removed. There are small changes, and you really won't see it, but those are just some changes for those people that actually use Xenia pretty good. Sombra has uh, a little bit of a change, so this was more of a community uh, request and a thread that uh, health packs that Sombra has hacked uh, will be available with no cooldowns and is also visible through walls for the whole entire team. Now, this is only when... Uh, she hacks them. If she, if she doesn't hack them, you have to go find them yourself, but I'm pretty sure y'all memorized <laughs> memorized where the health packs are uh, right now because, well, that, that's that's what it was. But I'm glad that Blizzard is listening and they didn't really go too hardcore with Anna's nerf because sometimes nerfs can just really wreck a player and not and basically allow people not to play them anymore because you want people to play them you want to have a good uh, spread of percentages between all the players so they're equally played that's why um, 
Sumatra was changed uh, from her first initial release. She's quite different, and people actually use her a little bit more now than before, because before nobody was using her, or she was very situational. I was only using her uh, very situational. There were a few maps that she really excelled on in the beginning of the game before her uh, update. Um, her updates were mostly pretty good. I do like that you can now set all six turns at a time, so that was a good update. Um, people have figured out how to play against her. She's difficult, but she can still be killed. Uh, so it's just those are just a few of the updates that they have done, and it's great to see that Blizzard is always listening, always. All right, now the division has some new updates or news, I should say. So uh, division has had kind of a um, tumultuous release. It was released with some kind of eh fanfare. I wasn't too impressed with it. I thought it was. All right, it wasn't great. There was rampant uh, hacking, which was never good at all. No good. Uh, that that finally was addressed. And if, um, having a public test server was a great idea because they needed to figure out uh, if patches will do well or not because every patch that they released, it broke something else. It was just really frustrating. Lost a lot of players. Uh, they did a few things to update it, and it kind of got back to more of a stable... Uh, game well now with the last uh, expansion out DLC they they were going to move on to new games but Ubisoft was like nope we are still going to support the division in year two and so they are going to have some two free uh, expansions yes that's right free expansions uh, which is great um, if you still actually play it I kind of sort of play it not play it that's, that's the, my love-hate relationship with it. Uh, but yeah, it's going to have uh, multiple different loadouts. So if you have different weapons, you can choose uh, different loadouts depending on the situation. Uh, there are going to be kind of the story expansions or new stories, but not uh, anything to add to the main stories. So be aware of that as well. But the loadout is going to be very interesting. Um, it's also going to have kind of leadership boards and events for you to track if you actually do that kind of stuff. If you kind of play by yourself, it's not really that much. But Division is built to be played with people way more than uh, playing by yourself. It gets kind of boring by yourself, to be honest with you. Also, uh, this is this is something you should probably uh, know between March. 9th and 16, all players will get premium celebration emotes and 200 uh, premium credits. Um, there will also be a two times multiplier. Today's the last day uh, on March 9th through 11th, and on March 11th, which is today, you'll get two times multiplier on field proficiency caches. Uh, so there it is. Um, you will be able to save all your gear and all your uh, mod changes uh, in loadouts as well. Uh, but the loadouts is going to be very interesting. I like the multiple uh, different sets of loadouts that should have actually been there in the beginning. But I guess we get it finally. Yay! Uh, but yeah, that's what it is. Now, No Man's Skies has a very big update going on. So they finally released the Pathfinder update. It is now live. You get planetary vehicles. You get base sharing. That means you can build a base, share it on uh, the Steam mods. Uh, Steam Workshops, sorry, Steam Workshops, and people can use your um, kind of 
a structure for that. They also have several different types of vehicles. Uh, ships can be uh, based upon what you want from trader to fighter to whatever. You can have multiple ships now uh, that can be stored in your freighter. Uh, you can also build race tracks uh, to allow you and then people can uh, use it through Steam Mods to download it and use that as well. There really is no way for them to, seems like, to um, have people all on the same server, so that's still a negative. I don't think we'll ever see that. Uh, maybe if they do make the second version of this game, maybe uh, you can do it. Also, for graphics-wise, you get high and uh, ultra textures or high, re high ultra, ultra resolution textures as well. So that's another great thing. Uh, so it'll look very nice, very spiffy in your game. You can take all those nice screenshots and not have that too bad of a blue-ish, yellowish hue that was in the original game. But I do like uh, these updates. I think having multiple ships is great. I think having your own base is always has always been a good thing. Uh, also, having different types of ships that you can... Uh, make into different like traders, fighters, and all the other fun stuff is also a really great addition as well. I think uh, No Man's Skies is finally becoming the game it should have been in the beginning, but now is finally becoming what it what it really is. So you can specialize if you want to know between freighters, shuttles, haulers, and explorers uh, with kind of performance in each one of those. Uh, so have, mul have multiple ships, have one fighter, and just go around and killing things. Uh, but just be aware, if you do, you might have less of an alliance between one or the other. But, but that, that's, that's, that happens. It always happens. But yes, this looks very interesting. This looks great. I'm just going to have to reinstall this and uh, check it out again. Because I uninstalled it because I was playing other games. And <laughs> found I really wasn't playing this game at all. Also, uh, Mass Effect and Drama. So it looks like the speaking characters... There's about uh, 1,200 uh, speaking characters now. So that's uh, combined both Mass Effect 2 and 3, more than that. So there are a lot of speaking characters in this one. That means more choices. That means more different types of um, answers as well. It just looks like that Mass Effect Andromeda is shaping up to be uh, the best or one of the best Mass Effect games uh, to date. Uh, can it beat Mass Effect 2? Maybe, maybe not. If comments a little bit better, because I've actually started, I've actually replayed Mass Effect 2, uh, just to you know, kind of celebratory of I'm waiting for the new game to come out, which comes out in a couple weeks. Uh, but yeah, there are a lot of different uh, ways of speaking. Now you're probably gonna get the same type of voice lines for shops because they haven't really touched that at all. Now, if the facial animations will be a little bit better, then we'll have a really great game. But I don't think Blizzard's up to the task of actually truly fixing that. They kind of have always had those weird facial animations. But uh, it looks very, very interesting. Also, uh, it looks like when you get Mass Effect Drama, the multiplayer maps will be free as well. You will There will not be any paid DLCs for that. It will still keep to the same... Um, system as Mass Effect 3, except that you don't have to play the multiplayer to um, to have an impact on the single player. That's what I never liked about Mass Effect 3 is that I had to play the multiplayer to help with the single player, and now that the multiplayer for Mass Effect 3 is dead, if you go back and play the single player, it doesn't really matter in general. 
So that's kind of a that that's a problem with that. So it's glad to see that they kind of decoupled it, but you can actually bring your own types of archetype NPC characters to go and fight for you. I don't really know how that's going to work, but there's something like that as well. So it should be interesting to see what that's all going to be entailed. I will be reviewing that game when it comes out because A, I'm excited to play it, and B, why not? It's a big release. But yes, should be interesting when it comes out May 21st or 23rd, depending on where you're at. But that's what it's all about. All right, moving on to um, some acquisitions. So Creative Assembly has acquired uh, Crytek Black Sea. Now, Crytek has not had a great few years. They've had to shutter different uh, developing or developers, developer studios, uh, to kind of, you know, be profitable or actually not be in the red anymore. So Creative Assembly has bought them and is now going to be Creative Assembly Sophia. Uh, this helped with their growing developers since they are making a new Total War Warhammer game and a new historical Total War game as well because that's the bread and butter of what they've done. So it should be interesting to see what that's going to be, but it's great to see that they've uh, taken the talent and used it wisely and those people don't have to find jobs because those aren't ever fun. It's, ne it's never fun. They could have made their own games, but it's never fun to find jobs. All right, are you using an AMD card? Well, you're in luck because Relive 17.3.1 driver adds support to Ghost Recon Wildlands, so it will run better or well, if depending on how well it's actually run. Um, there's a few other things that's going to uh, help it as well. Uh, Battlefield 1, you experience some flickering tex uh, textures and terrain. Um, so that's been fixed for honors. There's been several fixes for flickering or corruption of character models or uh, texture flick uh, flickering and multiple GPU-enabled system configurations will help that as well. Um, Radeon settings may fail to install. Graphics have been fixed as well as a few other ones, uh, which is great to see um, some Counter-Strike uh, fixes and some also Dota 2 fixes. So it's great to see that it's all going yay so download it if you haven't downloaded it now for nvidia people there is a new driver out that uh does boost performance for directx 12 optimizations um for most of them it's double digits for some of them it's not so the division got very minor um performance we got about four percent uh ashes of singularity got about nine percent gears of war four got nine percent but hitman pro got a 23 percent increase and Rise of Tomb Raider got a 33% uh, increase, which all the improvements on average got a 16% increase. That's a big improvement uh, when it comes to drivers, because drivers are very minuscule improvements. They're incremental. They're, oh, a couple here, a couple there. But dang, that boost performance at Rise of Tomb Raider is interesting. I just want to go back and play it just to see the improved performance in that. But that's... that's interesting as well but I would actually go and download that because that will give you uh, a boost in DirectX 12 since DirectX 12 hasn't had the biggest impact in games that I was looking for it looks like uh, Vulcan is a little bit more the darling of the video game industry it's good to see that they are actually uh, working to actually make it viable because that's that's what that's what we really want to do we want to make that viable so you can have DirectX 12 or Vulcan because I do love uh, I do love Vulcan. Vulcan's really good, especially for uh, Doom in general. All right, so Lawbreakers is finally going to be uh, doing its uh, closed beta testing 
later this month, yes, the Cliff Blazinski uh, shooter, multiplayer shooter, is finally going to have a closed beta, and he says it's going to be way different from what it was before, so it should be interesting to see what they have in store for us. I did play the Alpha, and it was interesting, a little boring at the same time, but still interesting in a lot of ways. Uh, so it should be uh, quite interesting to see what they've actually had in store for us. I haven't played since, I think it was last year that they did the Alpha. I've not played it since then, uh, but he, uh, Cliff has said that it's that... There's been a lot of changes since the Alpha, which, well, is a good thing that there's been a lot of changes since the Alpha because there needed to be a lot of changes since the Alpha, since a lot of the characters, um, some you didn't play, some you did play. I thought the kind of the stealthy character was kind of just useless. I thought some of the other ones were a little bit more viable. So it's, hopefully they will all kind of be a little bit more viable in general, but it should be interesting to see what's in store for that. And if you are a horror fan, Outlast 2 is coming out in April. So if you don't know, Outlast is actually a pretty interesting game where you have a camcorder and you kind of figure out what's going on. I think it's an asylum or maybe a haunted house. But you have no weapons and you have to hide and make sure that you uh, aren't getting caught. So it was a very interesting way of doing it. Now, Outlast 2 has a uh, husband-wife type of... Um, way of dealing with it is very similar to what the first one was uh, so it should be interesting to see what this is all going to be about but yes it comes out next month Ooh, scary I usually don't like too many scary games because they actually do scare me um, but I'm considering I might actually review this one I'm still considering that one alright so Steam has updated its review uh, guidelines and anyone that gets the free game uh, well, those reviews won't count at all. So, for developers, no more, no more of that. You can't really do that. So they won't really count against or for the game at all. Uh, so it should be interesting to see how developers will react to this, especially the marketers that are helping to market the games. If they're bigger publishers, will react to this. Because uh, Steam wants to make sure, or Valve wants to make sure that uh, reviews aren't artificially inflated, as uh, Amazon has done in turn as well as getting rid of all the paid reviews so it should it should be interesting to see how the scores will affect this and if the scores if this will be a major impact for a lot of games because games need reviews because people want to want to know if they're playing if they're playing a game that's good or not so this should be interesting to see how this will um, impact the scores. If at all. If it doesn't impact them, that doesn't matter. I think in the initial beginning it does impact it, but eventually it doesn't really impact it at all. Uh, but now you have to buy your games if you want to review them. No more of a gravy train. Alright, so there is a new uh, medieval game that's been successfully kickstarted called Mor Mor Morda. I, I think I got that wrong. Uh, but it looks like to take on For Honor, um, Kingdom Come Deliverance, and uh, Mountain Blade 2 Banner Lords. Uh, it's got 60, you can do one on one uh, duels. It's got 64 player uh, castle sieges. You can wield swords, shields, spears, uh, catapults, bow and arrows, everything in the medieval era you can do. You can have armor, you cannot have armor if you're crazy enough. 
I'm pretty sure there will be axes. Uh, it looks very interesting. It may actually be a very good uh, competition, or at least a, I should say, good competitor. Very good competitor. That sounds weird. But a good competitor for for honor. For for honor. For, for. Uh, me and my sentence, sentences sometimes. But uh, I looked at the video. It actually looks really interesting. It uses the Unreal 4 tech. As most games do nowadays, Unreal Engine is very uh, popular to use for developers. Uh, but I'm excited to see what, what's in store for this one. I'm excited to see them uh, make a really great game and actually uh, have some competition against uh, For Honor. Because For Honor needs some. Uh, For Honor is alright. I don't think it's the best game I've ever played, but it's not the worst. Uh, it sh uh, the multiplayer should have done non-peer-to-peer -peer servers or player-to-player -player servers because player-to-player servers are just not the best because of internet reliability and it just it makes for a terrible uh, gameplay experience that's always been my opinion about this and a lot of other gamers as well so if they can make it more uh, server side instead of peer-to-peer -peer, they will have something for that and then they can make the combat dynamic and less uh, fighter-y I mean more like Street Fighter-y because For Honor is very Street Fighter-y and there are different types of fighting moves which is great for people that love it but not great for people that just want to kind of like actual just you know sword play or those types of things they should have I think they should have stuck to that and done less moves because uh, they kind of made it more of a Street Fighter-esque type game than an actual like the knowing when to block, when to use light swings, when to use heavy swings, all that other fun stuff would have made it more compelling, but it didn't. But we have this one at least, and we have the other ones as well. So it's a great time for medieval games. Really great time for them. All right. So the plot thickens on the Zenimax Oculus Rift, John Carmack suing everybody to sue everybody. So in the beginning, ZeniMax uh, had a lawsuit for $500 million against Oculus VR that uh, had Palmer Lucky and a whole bunch of other people have to buy the, well, have to basically pay them a whole bunch of money for that. Now, John Carmack's like, all right, well, since you did that, I'm going to sue you. And so he's suing them for back pay for $22.5 million. This is a whole bunch of just childish I'm going to get you, and I'm going to get you type of thing. I'm kind of tired of hearing this. You know what, ZeniMax, if you don't stop this, you're going to have a lot of people not liking you because of this. Be careful about who you sue and how you're going to go after them, because I know you're going after them with a new lawsuit to try to halt um, production or halt sales until they can fix their operating system because of whatever tech that they may or may not have stolen from you. But be careful, ZeniMax, because you are walking very dangerous territory. I'm not. I have no love for Facebook whatsoever. But this just makes you look very desperate and very um, money grubbing in general. I get that you have to protect your uh, investments, but sometimes I'm wondering if you're really protecting your investments or you're going after them where it hurts. And it looks like the second lawsuit is going after where it hurt, hurts, and John Carmack is just trying to. I guess level the playing field I don't really know it's kind of a he said she said thing and it's kind of really ridiculous in general speaking of a ZeniMax game Quake Champions is going to be free to play so what they're going to do is going to have a free to play uh, in-game currency style hopefully for just cosmetics that's what they're saying but you can and for unlocking characters as well but you can 
uh, buy it through the champion packs as well uh, now you can sign up for the closed beta which I already have have not got a notification yet hopefully I'll get one for it as well but it looks like to be a very fun old-school arena style game uh, which why not those are always fun I miss those old old-school arena style uh, fighting, uh, uh, multiplayer games they were great. Quake 3 did a really great job. Uh, Unreal Tournaments was always a great one as well. Uh, now they're kind of coming back, which is always a good thing. Yay for those. Woohoo. So if I get into it, I'll let you know if it's good or not. If I don't, well, someone else can let me know about it. All right. So uh, PAX East is going on right now, and Twitch uh, announced something new. So if you didn't know, Twitch bought Curse, I think was a couple years ago or maybe last year uh, and Curse really hasn't changed too much well Curse is going to be rebranded into the Twitch desktop app and this is going to be even close partnership with Twitch and it looks very interesting it looks uh, it looks like to kind of go up against Discord and have a better integration than Discord does as well um, there's probably going to be a lot of different exclusive features through Curse that Discord may not have with its well being owned by them as well but uh, I'm wondering if players will switch from discord to curse or twitch desktop app when it does release an open beta which is next week uh, but like I said it looks interesting it looks like this is going to be what curse is going to be from now on now if you're upset that curse is changing well you have to understand when when companies get bought out by other companies they usually uh, just turn into what the company wants or in their more uh, in their own brand so it was going to happen with curse I'm not surprised that this has happened if you are wanting for curse to be cursed still well sorry it's not gonna happen anymore but you still have discord and I love discord I think discord is great uh, so it, it will be interesting to see if twitch can uh, really do well with its um, desktop app when it does release now it releases the 16th if you want to know so that's about five days from now so be sure if you really want to check it out to check it out the beta in general now it's going to be in beta for probably a little while maybe not as long but you, you never really know um but it looks like you're gonna have to download it i don't know if curse will change if you have it but we'll find out on march 16th when when it does or doesn't change all right so dawn of war 3 is coming out uh and they finally released uh system requirements so the minimum system requirements is 64-bit windows 7 uh, 3 gigahertz i3 or equivalent 4 gigs of ram and 1 gig of uh, nvidia geoforce 460 or amd 6950 or equivalent to for the recommended um, it's going to be 3 uh, gigahertz of i5 or equivalent 8 gigs of ram 2 gigs of geoforce 770 or amd 7970 uh, which to be perfectly honest, is surprising because uh, the graphics card is not that intensive. It's very low-level graphics cards, so it's great that they can get a lot of people actually playing this game. I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with uh, Dawn of War 3. I love strategy games. I always wish they would make more of them, but I understand that they just aren't as popular as, let's say, a first-person shooter game. So we will see about that. Also... Um, just a little tidbit. I am going to be reviewing the new DLC when it when it drops next week because I am part of the premium 
subscribers. So I will tell you if it's going to be good or if it's going to be not. If I will actually will like the new Metro style map, which is the Fort one. I never liked those ones, but they're making it. You gotta deal with it sometimes. But yes, I will let you know about that as well. It's kind of a unrelated news, but whatever. Uh, also, um, in pa at PAX Really Dangerous released a trailer. It looks like there's going to be some trouble brewing for the human race. That's right. Looks like the aliens are going to come with a vengeance. It, or may or may not. They may come with peace and then just kill you anyways. But we don't really know. But it's great. I love Elite Dangerous. I think it's been a great uh, space uh, sim, space odyssey game. It's very hard, but very fun if you know what you're doing and if you can, uh, you know, make a viable uh, career out of it. Well, in Elite Dangerous, you're actually going to have to get a job outside of that. Unless you're successfully twi twitching. Which, by the way, good for you if you can do that. And last but never but never least was Middle Earth. Okay, so Middle Earth released a trailer. It was awesome. I liked it. I like the new ne Nemesis system. I like where it's going with it. It's going to be more about battles and battling different types of castles, and it's going to be building upon what made Middle-earth great, and now the Nemesis system is going to be part of your own army. There's also some awesome fighting moves that I saw. Uh, looks like you can do some mid-air arrows, uh, which looks really cool. Uh, some also little different types of uh, fighting. You can also now ride a dragon, or it looks like to be a dragon, or a wraith, or a warg. You can always ride those. But it looks like you can build your army uh, upgrade your army, uh, take uh, castles away from them, build up your army that way as well, fight off or defend against other people, uh, promote your own generals, and just looks like a very interesting way of, uh, of a sequel to Middle-earth Shadow of Mordor. I like where it's going with it. I'm very excited for it. August cannot come soon enough. I am going to be reviewing this. Uh, because why not? Because I love Middle-earth, I love fantasy, and this just gets my nerdish um, ideas floating or nerdish fetish. One of those. Uh, but yes, I like what I saw in the trailer. Of course, they're always going to show you the best parts of the trailer, so I'm still always going to be skeptical about how good it's going to be. Because of No Man's Skies and other games that I've played that were supposed to be great and never actually were great. But it's good to see that they are improving the Nemesis system. Nemesis system. Blah, blah, blah. Tongue twister a little bit. Uh, but also, it's good to see that you can finally upgrade your armor. Uh, that was kind of missing from the first one. Uh, looks like you'll probably be upgrading your swords and whatnot. But it looks, but this looks way more RPG than the first one was, which I'm always in favor of. Uh, the action looks very slick, even more slick than the first one. Uh, and also with having boss fights a little bit more dangerous to you and that your army or your generals can also help you in battles as well is another interesting tidbit. So I'm looking forward to it, but flying a dragon looks fun. I'm glad they added that to this one as well. Now moving on to gaming deals that you might, that you don't want to miss. So uh, Middle-earth Shadow of War is on sale at Greenman for 25% off if you're a VIP, which I recommend you sign up for. Uh, we also have Prey for 15% off as well. We have uh, for Greenman Gaming Black Ops 3 is 71% off, so it's under 20 bucks. So if you're looking to you know get into Call of Duty, this might be the one for you as well. I hear it's a lot better than the 
than the newest one. Killing Floor 2 is also on sale for uh, under 20 bucks. Also, GOG is having its final uh, spring sale finale, so be sure to check over there and get some great games. They always have some great old-school games. I love the old-school games. I kind of miss some of them at times, but check them out. Also, Steam has No Man's Skies on sale for the weekend, so if you're looking to get into it, it's probably the best time to get into No Man's Skies right now because of the update that just came out that I talked about. So that's going to be really interesting to see uh, if the sales can be propped up. It's 40% off for that. Uh, Dead by Daylight is 40% off as well this weekend. Um, you also have uh, Red Faction on sale, Left 4 Dead 2's on sale, uh, Titan Quest uh, uh, Anniversary Edition is on sale. Fun game. Uh, Darksiders 2 is on sale. Frontlines Fuel of War is on sale. I don't know if you should get that one because no one's playing the multiplayer anymore. It's kind of an old game. Uh, Verdun, if you're looking for another War 1 game, uh, is on sale. Invisible Ink, which I highly recommend, is on sale as well. And, if, and a slew of others, so just check it out as well. And that is the end of Gamers Cafe. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, uh, be sure to subscribe and review uh, Digital Coffee on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and more. Also, be sure to uh, follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, player.me. Uh, I'm on Discord as well. Be sure to check that out. Uh, YouTube, Instagram, and so much more. I'm on Anchor Radio as well, and I will do more updates on that uh, up to the minute more than I will do on here. Also, uh, if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon and Podbean. I really appreciate it. And uh, I have some great uh, coffee mugs and t-shirts at the Drill Coffee Podcast Store, so check those out. And join me on Tuesday when I go through marketing news and morning marketing in the morning. Yes, start off your morning right. All right, guys, have a good weekend. Game on. Later.